Hello, everyone, and welcome to the What's Up Downtown podcast. I'm Jenna Sawicki. And I'm Nate Went. We would like to welcome our favorite St. Charles mayor. Mayor Ray Rogina is in the house, um, and welcome to the What's Up Downtown podcast. Thank you for coming on the show. And before we start asking the hard-hitting questions, let's start with a simple one. How are you doing today? I'm doing just great, despite the fact that this winter chill has hit us. And uh, it's supposed to get down to below zero at some point during the week. Not good. Not good. We're, I think everyone in the office is wearing their like the warmest sweater. Like Everyone yep. came in with their sweater <laughs> on this morning. The only thing I would say to that is it is wintertime, so uh, I guess we have to put up with it here in Illinois. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, so let's start off with, uh, tell us a little bit about yourself, Mayor Ray, uh, family, hobbies, experiences, and we'll start there. Well, uh, very simply put, um, you know, I'm married to a lovely woman, Diane, who's a retired school educator. I have one son, Matthew, and a daughter-in-law, Anna, and uh, I mention that because uh, we were blessed uh, just a little over two weeks ago with my first grandchild, Henry. Woo! Henry. <laughs> and... Uh, the significant part of that was the fact that uh, he was born on my dad's 95th birthday. And he, my dad, who I'm blessed to still have alive and uh, well, uh, he was over the top uh, when he heard that uh, Henry was born, his first great-grandchild, on his 95th birthday. So that was something special. And then I also have two brothers, two younger brothers. Uh, I was the oldest of three boys. As far as... Um, Hobbies are concerned. Well, of course, I think everybody in the world knows I'm a huge sports fan. <laughs> yep. <laughs> and and uh, we can talk about my favorite teams in a minute. But uh, I will tell you that I do enjoy running. And I say that 1993, I was teaching at St. Charles East, and the cross-country coach asked me if I'd be interested in running a marathon. I said, well, maybe, but you have to give something up to, to train for something like that. And so I gave up golf. I got into running, ran my first marathon in 93. I ran 15 after that. Wow. And, um, 15? 15 marathons. 15 marathons. Wow. Plus a number of halves and uh, 5Ks and 10Ks. But running is a very interesting uh, hobby of mine. And I try to get out as much as I can, even in the cold. I'll go out to the Western Trail and run through the snow. Um, a very kind of uh, unique hobby I have, which a lot of people say is, is very unique, is the fact that I've... Uh, uh, visited just about all the baseball parks in America, and that's major league parks. Okay. Uh, with the exception of Atlanta. They built a new one down there. I've been to two other Atlanta parks, but the new one, uh, Suncast Park, in the northern part of Atlanta, in the suburbs, actually, I have not visited yet, but I'm going to get to it this year. So that would make all 30 teams currently, plus about 20 other uh, major league uh, stadiums that no longer exist, so about 50 total. And then, of course, uh, I do enjoy traveling. I've been to most all the states, uh, and a couple times I've gone abroad with my wife, Italy and London and Paris. So uh, I can write your itinerary for a good vacation uh, <laughs> if you're interested, and I won't charge anything. Can, can we back up to um, the, the stadiums, tours? Can you tell us which stadium were you most impressed with? I'll give you my top three. All right, I'm ready. Uh, and, and Chicago doesn't come into this. The best stadium in America, baseball park, as far as I'm concerned, is AT&T in San Francisco, although okay. I think they're changing the name for the fourth time out there, <laughs> to Oracle Park. And then second is Pittsburgh, PNC Park. It's just absolutely gorgeous along the Allegheny River. And third would be Baltimore, uh, Camden Yards. They've got a great railroad warehouse behind right field. They incorporate it into the architecture. They built the stadium. 
It's uh, it's knocked them dead gorgeous. The Orioles were the worst team in baseball yet last year. Yeah, they were. They certainly don't play in a terrible ballpark. It's one of the best. That's so awesome. uh, those would be those would be my top three. As you know, I'm a Sox fan, so I don't have too many good things to say about Wrigley Field. Sorry, everyone, <laughs> but I don't. And uh, but I do enjoy going to Guaranteed Rate where the Sox play, and it's uh, it's a very nice ballpark. Yeah. Okay. So what's your favorite name for the Sox Park then? Like, would you go with Guaranteed Rate, U.S. Cellular, Comiskey? Well, since I saw my first game in the old Comiskey Park, and when they built the new one, it was Comiskey Park too, if you will, for a number of years. I'd say Comiskey Park was my, it has been and still remains my favorite name. And uh, for me, it's always Sox Park anyway. I, right. I understand the idea of having a sponsor pay for naming rights. And yeah. So I get that. That doesn't right. bother me. But Comiskey Park would be my favorite. Okay. All right. So, and then back to your traveling. Okay. So you travel a lot of different places, but uh, favorite place so far? Well, I have to say, to I, I have to say, there's probably three cities that that jump at me: uh, San Francisco, Seattle, and Boston. And okay. San Diego is a close fourth, but uh, Pacific Northwest, in particular, is probably uh, one of the uh, unsung places in America where few people travel around here. And yet, when I bring it up and I say, "Have you been to Seattle? You've been to Portland? You've been to Vancouver?" A lot of them say no, but if they went out there, they would be awed by the beauty. Now, make sure you go in the summertime, though, because the sun is out. If you're there in the, the wintertime, it's rain constantly. And, right. Uh, and uh, so they, they deal with that in the Pacific Northwest. But I'll tell you, the, the, the beauty of the mountains and, uh, and the cities themselves are really uh, hip and uh, upscale and uh, a lot of good ideas in each of the three cities. So... I like uh, those three. San Francisco speaks for itself. Yeah. Boston's very historic. And San Diego, you never have a bad day out there. It's always no. The sun's always out, and it's always 65 right. or 70 degrees. Yeah. That's awesome. We, um, My husband and I really like uh, Oregon. In fact, he's going planning a backpacking trip for this summer um, around Mount Hood. I did a backpacking excursion a couple years ago around Mount Jefferson, so we also love, well, love out there. I like Mount Hood, just looking over the city, and we have gone up there to just about the top to where the Timberline Lodge is, it's, um, and that's where they start a race that goes 180 miles from, the, from that point all the way to Pacific Ocean. It's called Hood to the Coast Relay. Yeah. I, 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 it's one of my bucket list things to do, but I have to get 11 other people to go with me, and you run a relay 180 miles from the top of Mount Hood to the Pacific Ocean. All right, this is where we're starting. Did you know Nate Nate ran in college? <laughs> so you got two people. Yep. I was a track and cross-country runner. Well, from middle school t- to my senior so you, year of college. You so. only need nine more people. We we're already, yep. <laughs> already on your way. Well, are you a marathon runner? I am i haven't done a marathon yet. It's on the list, though. It better um, be. <laughs> if you're a runner, it better be. Well, yeah. Um, I was more the mid-distance, though, so I wasn't too much of a long-distance runner, besides cross, but... That was that was a tough time. Five mile races were definitely not my my forte. <laughs> well, the five miles are not your forte. Twenty six is going to be a, a oh yeah rude awakening. <laughs> yeah, well yeah, I would take that one a lot slower. <laughs> it's but. an exercise in sadomasochism, but when you finish it, <laughs> when you finish it, you're part of one half of one percent of the population. Right. Yeah. And so you kiss the earth. And just say thank you for letting me finish yeah. this. Yeah, I was actually going to do the Chicago Marathon this year, 2019, but when I put in an application, unfortunately, it got rejected. So I was kind of upset about that one. I thought so. Anybody in there. do the Fox Valley? No, they they you put in like the the bid, not like your 
number in the thing and then by i think it was like the end of like the beginning of december they let you know if you're in or not and they said i wasn't jenna's right do the fox valley except the warning it's that. in september and so oh yeah last it was, two it's years hot. it got to 80 degrees yeah i ran it in 2012 it was 58 and misting Ooh. perfect day yeah. yes i mean laura ran it this year and we went yeah. out to cheer out and she well yeah the half marathon yeah. sorry um and it was hot. Like I was just standing there. I was like, like we were, it was I, super humid too. I thought it was quite pleasant well, fin- but to watch, but <laughs> not, to, not. I finished to behind watch. Laura, but I did finish. I knocked twenty five minutes off my time from the previous wow. show, so I was pretty happy about that. That's, That's good. Awesome. Let's uh, let's talk some sports then. So for Sox and Notre Dame. So when did you become a Sox and Notre Dame fan? My grandfather and father took me to Comiskey Park back in the late fifties, and so that solidified that op- it. That opened the door for the Sox. Yep. And contrary to popular opinion, I don't hate the Cubs. I, I, I rooted for Ernie Banks and Billy Williams during my youth, and Ron Sano and Fergie Jenkins, and I was crushed in 69 when they blew the pennant to the Mets. So I just want to make that clear. But I'm a Sox fan, and so they provided me with two World Series, one in 59 and then one, of course, in 05, and which I had the, uh, in 05 I had the uh, opportunity to attend with Matthew, and uh, that was uh, one of my top five sporting events of all time, obviously. So, uh, you know, I've just been a Sox fan ever since. They're blue-collar team, blue-collar fans, uh, second class to the Cubs. I recognize that, but <laughs> I kind of like them for the underdog on that. Yeah. On the other hand, I went to Illinois State University, and I'll talk more about that later, but Notre Dame is uh, kind of a passion school for me because of the fact that I went to Catholic elementary school in 19, I think it was, I don't know, it was in the 1950s sometime, <laughs> Wow. Uh, Notre Dame beat Oklahoma and stopped their 57-game winning streak. And the nuns came in the next Monday and said, because they did that, you have no homework tonight. And that <laughs> solidified my love for Notre wow. Dame. Uh, and, uh, I, I've been a fan ever since. It's a, it's a good Catholic university. I'm Catholic, and so uh, I root for them. I went to four games this year, including the one at uh, Yankee Stadium. And uh, while they didn't finish... They lost to the best team in America, Clemson, and I recognize that. So, uh, but I did. Go, I, one little interesting side note is the fact that uh, most of St. Charles probably has seen have seen the movie Rudy. Mm-hmm. Yep. I went to school with Rudy. He really? went to Joliet Catholic, where I went to high school, and he graduated the year after I did. Okay. And I've taught with his brother, Mick, who coached here in St. Charles before he went to Neuqua Valley. Okay. And I actually double dated with his sister. So uh, the, the point is, uh, I know Rudy and uh, that whole uh, that whole beautiful movie that they, they produced wow. with Sean Astin a number of years ago. Aww. And um, so anyway, that's uh, that ties everything in. But uh, we always say God, country, Notre Dame. So yeah, <laughs> wow. I Terrific. didn't know that. That's so cool. Um, all right. So how about music? You know, what kind of... Uh, music do you like? Um, let us know. <laughs> well, obviously, I'm not going to make any of uh, the millennials or the <laughs> younger than millennials. Hey, uh, pop- I'm not too popular. Uh, I'm not going to be too popular with them on this, but I go back. My favorite group is Chicago. It's simple as that. They've been okay. around for almost 50 years. Uh, I remember their first album, the CTA album in the late 60s. And they're still rolling strong into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. I like Fleetwood Mac. 
I like the Beatles. A couple of oldies but goodies, Janis Joplin, okay. Johnny Rivers, Tony Bennett, and anything jazz. Anything oh. jazz is uh, fine with me, and particularly the late and great Count Basie. So a big fan of our Jazz Weekend then, I would assume. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely, because uh, jazz to me transcends um, all ages. And I know high school kids who love jazz. Mm -hmm. And when I was teaching at St. Charles East High School, uh, there were a great number of uh, young people who were jazz aficionados. So I think jazz transcends all all, all age groups. And, I, uh, yeah, I, I mean, agree with that. We even have our own... Uh, uh, jazz musician with uh, Jack. Yeah, Laura's son Jack, who is a uh, uh, going to school for jazz mm -hmm. music at DePaul, and he is one of our. Um, he was on one of our earlier. Yeah, he episodes. was on like our second episode <laughs> of the podcast. Well, and and, and he and uh, a myriad of other students uh, reflect the fact that uh, this has been one of my great great experiences here. Just the fact that I've lived four decades in St. Charles and been able to teach at St. Charles East High School after coming out of Illinois State University, you, work, you, you think about fate, and yeah. how, how, how did you come to St. Charles? Well, at ISU, somebody said, you're student teaching in St. Charles. And uh, I, um, I did, and I had a great experience, and three years later, I came back here, and I've been here ever since. Okay. And um, uh, just teaching and having a great te teaching experience here has been, uh, has been wonderful. Yeah. So, uh, and, and all the former students who I still see on a regular basis here, in my current job. I'd say that's actually one of my favorite things that happens during meetings from time to time. Someone will say, how many people in this room, um, by show of hands, have been taught by Mayor Ray? And it's pretty cool to see. Sometimes we'll have like, you know, 15, 20 people raise their hands. Uh, we had that broker um, uh, broker uh, breakfast a couple, uh, probably a couple years ago now, but I just remember how many people raised their raise their hand, and you even have people that you taught that uh, sit on uh, our city council. Four out of ten. That's pretty <laughs> to be more specific. That's pretty cool. <laughs> Forty percent of the city council are former students, but uh, Jenna, beyond that, uh, I, I, I look at the fact that uh, as mayor, I've been able to not only engage uh, a variety of former students who've come back to St. Charles to live, I've seen them grown up, married, have children, held their children, uh, cut ribbons uh, for some of them when they've opened businesses in yeah. St. Charles. So for me, and I tell this, you know, we can talk about mayor, being mayor in a second, but just being mayor, that's one of the uh, absolute positive exclamation marks on my uh, career, the fact that I've, I've been able to do all that here now after being a teacher in town for all that time. That's one of the fun parts of this job, is, uh, and, and therefore I always say to people, being mayor is just an exclamation mark on my uh my public career in, in the community. Mayor, exclamation mark. Yes. <laughs> That's awesome. Um, so, yeah, tell us a little about that, uh, you know, high school experience, you know, with, especially when you were an announcer for St. Charles East football. Well, um, backing up from there, and I'll, I'll weave my way into that, you know, I, okay. taught, I taught 30 years at East, and I taught economics and law. But it's not, it wasn't East then, it was just St. Charles. Uh, you're exactly correct. <laughs> <laughs> at the risk of not offending anyone, I'll leave it. <laughs> the St. Charles the High School. The St. Charles. Anyway, uh, so I had a wonderful career uh, engaging students in those disciplines, and I was a department head for 14 years. And during the course of my time there, people always said to me, you know, you have a radio voice. And uh, uh, in fact, I've had people come up to me and say, 
are you uh, the guy from WGN, Orion Samuelson, the, the farm reporter? And I'd say, yes, hog futures are up today. <laughs> and i say, no, I'm not, I'm not. But I've asked that question numerous times. And uh, <laughs> it, it is my dream to be a radio announcer in my next life, perhaps. But uh, to the, your question, uh, Nate, uh, yeah, uh, head coach Drock asked me one year, would you be interested in uh, doing the football games as a stadium PA announcer? Well, you'd have to ask twice. <laughs> and for over a decade, uh, I did just that. I'm sitting there in the catbird seat up there in the press box. I have the best view in the house. If it's raining outside, I'm protected. If it's cold outside, I'm protected. And there was pizza. So, you know, uh, <laughs> it was right. wonderful. And the sports writers up there, and once in a while we have the game broadcast by the announcers down the pike in the press box, and uh, I, we just had a wonderful time. I, and, and for 10 years, I did that. Maybe it was a little bit more than 10, but we did that. And um, I'll tell you, it was a partial fulfillment of the fantasy of being an announcer. You know, and I also did some basketball as well uh, in my time as a teacher up there, and that was fun as well. Did you have any, like, catchphrases or, like, any fr go-to phrases or anything? Well, well, people would tell me that uh, a couple of lines uh, I used more than once. Uh, if uh, the Saints got a first down, I would say, uh, and that's another St. Charles first down. <laughs> or if there was a, a, a sack and you couldn't pick out uh, an individual who made the sack, but it was just a number of uh, Saint players, I would say so-and-so uh, -so was stopped by a host of Saint Charles tacklers. <laughs> they liked the fact that they gave a uh, uh, group effort on in that particular situation. Right. Ah, I love that. Okay. And so your dream job is being a baseball announcer. Tell us about that. You know, why, why, why would you want to be a baseball announcer? Announcers have been my heroes in sports. Uh, okay. I, I know that most people like, you know, a particular baseball player, football player, basketball player. They, just, they go out and seek autographs and so on. I've never, been, I've never been into that. Not that I don't like the players or not that I don't root for the players, but the ones who have been my heroes, the ones that bring me the games, uh, on radio in particular because, you know, I can't see the game, and they have to be right. very accurate in what they're telling me. TV guys, a uh, little less because I can see what's going on, although you can butcher either one of them. But some of the great announcers, and I think of one in particular who is not even around here, but I think any baseball fan knows Vin Scully of the Dodgers who, who did the games for over 60 years. He was a Brooklyn and an L.A. Dodger announcer, and uh, but he was almost like an English professor when he he talked. He'd quote Shakespeare. Uh, he, he, his uh, his eloquence on the air was just something to behold. And uh, and then other good announcers I've heard over the years, whether it be on ESPN or here locally, uh, were such that they always gave me a thrill. They're real good announcers. Uh, and hockey, the city of Chicago has been blessed with a lot of great hockey announcers. But I'm just. Uh, Awed by Doc Emmerich, who a, does yep. the games Doc's for awesome. uh, NBC uh, on, on, the, on the national network. He's just phenomenal. Mm -hmm. He's phenomenal. So uh, they're my heroes. And so I always say in my next life, I'm coming back as a baseball announcer. <laughs> and uh, you wouldn't have to talk twice to me to uh, uh, get me to do something or start something like that. But uh, 
it's probably not going to happen, and you have to work your way up, actually. I'm a little bit beyond that at this point. In time. Never say never. Yeah. Well, we'll actually, we'll use the the clips from here, and we'll submit that so you could be. Yeah. We'll well, if you're listening out there, anyone, I'm I'm always available to, uh, <laughs> for an audition. You can email him at. No. <laughs> 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 uh, All right. That's awesome. So now for the biggest question of the show. Um, so if you were king of St. Charles, and we know you're. You are the very, closest thing yes. that we have to a king. <laughs> But if you were king of St. Charles for a day, what would be your first proclamation and why? Well, first of all, the city council is king. I want to, they're, like, <laughs> okay. they're the kings. They That's set the true. policy. Uh, but if I was king of St. Charles for one day, uh, I'll tell you what I would do. I'd make pedestrians the king on Main Street. In other words, we'd slow things down to a crawl and uh, people be able to walk easily across our main drag and the cars would be second class to the pedestrians, one, and two, I'd love to see parking back on the west side of the river on Main Street. I think that'd be good for our businesses, and uh, so that would be my number one wish, if I could be king for one day to institute that. Uh, It all comes back to parking and traffic. (laughs) It does, it really does. And I traveled in the Northeast this summer, and pedestrian was king in some of the small towns up in upstate New York and Vermont, even though there were state highways going through the town. So uh, that's very special to me. And uh, I know our main street sometimes becomes a drag strip, and I'm not happy with that. (laughs) So that would be my answer as to if I was king for a day, what I'd like to see happen. I see signs in the future that says pedestrians are kings, and it's just like the pedestrian signs yep. with little crowns on them. <laughs> yes. That's exactly what yeah, I was thinking. I immediately thinking. thought that. I was like, I feel like we could make this happen. They'll like be lit, lit up. Or when they like cross crowns. the street, like when the light turns, like they, there's like a little crown dispensary, and you yeah. just... And the trump- trumpets come out. But but I gotta tell you, I I walked across the street and uh, again in one of these little burgs in upstate New York, and there's this big truck, and he's just sitting there, and I'm snickering at him as I walk across the street, and he's he's parked, he's stopped on right in the middle of the highway as I'm walking across the street. <laughs> he knew that I was I had the right of way. Right. It's a culture change. It is. Yeah. And we'll be right back after this break. This is Nate Went, your aspiring jazz radio host. This break between the podcasts is brought to you by all the free parking in downtown St. Charles. That's right, over 1,000 free spots. That'll be great, especially during restaurant week. Speaking of, we have Mayor Regina here to talk a little bit more about restaurant week and all the great things that you can come to expect. Here is Mayor Regina. Yes, restaurant week. February 25th to March 1st in St. Charles. What are your dining options in St. Charles? Let me see if I can help you. There's no question that a good Chicago-style hot dog or a variety of hamburgers can be found quickly. The same is true of fine sandwich. Residents and visitors who love Mexican food can savor chili relleno or an assortment of enchiladas, tostadas, and tacos. That's a start. There are many more choices. Bring on the hot sauce. For our Italian lovers, you certainly can find quality pasta and risotto. Add some mussels or clams if you like, and I even found my grandmother's favorite polenta. And pizza? Too many combinations to mention. You can try a different presentation every day of the week. Mamma mia! And there's quality Italian beef, Italian sausage, and Polish sausage. You know, I've enjoyed 
a lot of quality fish here in St. Charles. Grouper, salmon, tilapia, and pike all make me feel like I was in Seattle or Boston. And then upa, yes, you can find a gyros fix or an assortment of Greek delicacies like kebabs. Personally, I like the flaming cheese. Whether it's chicken satay, noodles, pad thai, or red or green curry, you will find what you're looking for in St. Charles. Medium hot, please. Those who love Chinese cuisine get their fare of Kung Pao chicken, sweet and sour pork or beef, and broccoli, not to mention a delicious egg roll. I also found some outstanding garlic scallops that kept me quite content. And let's not forget sushi and sashimi, combinations that permit your Japanese taste to holler for more. Did you think I would forget steaks? Never. The carnivores in our community can slice into succulent New York strips, ribeyes, porterhouses, and beyond. I even came across a 35-ounce tomahawk cut. Ribs are available without having to prepare the grill. I had ribs Italian-style that were out of this world. Fried chicken plus a gallery of wings and assorted sauces and flavors are always a hit. There's Himalayan, Kashmiri, chicken, or a number of other specialty dishes. Now, if you're on a diet, you're a vegan, you just want a fresh salad, let me tell you, I've enjoyed every salad imaginable. For dessert, well, do you like ice cream? Our longtime residents know that I really don't have to say anything more. And of course, your favorite old-fashioned or traditional breakfast is always available at the crack of dawn and beyond. We are a wonderful community with a number of assets. Good food is one of them. Use Restaurant Week as an opportunity to explore our wonderful cuisine at value prices. And if the service is good, leave our hardworking servers a generous tip for their efforts. Enjoy yourself. That's all we got for the break between the podcast, so let's get right back into the action. Okay. All right. Let's talk about being the mayor. Um, how long have you been mayor, and um, why did you become the mayor? Well, let's take the second question first. Okay. I was an alderman in St. Charles, and uh, my predecessor, Mayor DeWitt, who is now Senator DeWitt, mm-hmm. was not going to run for a third term, and so uh, there was uh, you know, discussion as to who should run. And frankly, I was just uh, approached by uh, friends to, uh, to run, give it serious thought, and I decided I would do it. I had a couple of years' experience as an alderman at the time, and so I understood policy pretty well. Um, and uh, so I did, and I won. And uh, after four years, uh, and uh, you know, as a teacher, you always give yourself a letter grade, so I, I gave myself a grade of B for my first four years, and I decided, well, uh, probably at least should uh, put another four on to uh, finish some of the things we started and um, uh, see if we could improve. And uh, so I ran for a second term in, uh, seven, in 2017 and won. And uh, so I'm going to finish in May, six years as uh, mayor of St. Charles. Any challenges that you have? Oh, I, I would say the number I'm one. Daily. <laughs> no, I'd say the number one challenge. It's because it's the number one question people ask me all the time. What about and what's happening at the Charlestown Mall? <laughs> so so I, I don't make any bones about the fact that that's been my number one challenge that and the city council and the staff. 
And one would say, well, uh, what about it? Uh, what's the problem? Well, I'm going to be blunt enough to say it's not the city because uh, we certainly want to work with the owner of the property to make something happen there. When I say make something happen, there is a, um, a proposal, a concept plan, if you will, is on the table that really involves mixed use out there, uh, housing, townhouses and apartments, plus some uh, specialty retail. And the question is whether or not we can come to a, a, a deal, if you will, with the owners to make it happen. And so that's been the hang-up. We haven't been able to get there so far, but the city's working its darnest to see that we can't arrive at a deal, and I'm the eternal optimist to say that that will happen. It really has to happen, in my opinion, because that's part of our East Gate. It's one of the symbols as people come into St. Charles from the East, and uh, we should uh, uh, make sure that's developed. Now, on a, a positive note, Cooper's Hawk over there has hit a home run, oh, yeah. and uh, Starbucks is over there, and the theaters and Von Maher do well. In fact, the theaters have had a complete uh, retool. Mm -hmm. Chris Johnson's done a wonderful job there, and uh, people are, are flocking to see movies there all the time. Yeah. Cause, and is Wahlburgers right over there, too? No, no, no. no, no. Or is that other different? side of town. Okay. Uh, we'll get okay. to that. It's on the other side of town. Yeah. Okay. So um, any surprises? that you just didn't expect to come with the job? Well, I'll tell you this. I think the thing that jumped at me the most and has continued to jump at me and uh, as far as observation is concerned is the benevolence of this community. Um, we have numbers of non-for-profits. We have people who give of their time, their pocketbooks to help less fortunate, to help uh, in a variety of cases involving individuals who are sick, downtrodden, whatever. And I think that's probably the biggest thing that, that, that sticks out in my mind is the people I've met here in St. Charles who work for these non-for-profits give, or give other volunteer time to work for non-for-profits so that we're just a better community uh, in, a, in, in, a, in a variety of phases, uh, including, again, as I said before, those who are less fortunate or those who have had uh, illness uh, um, hit them, and uh, I, I give two examples real quick on that. Lazarus House downtown, for those who really are down on their luck, and the Tri-City Health Partnership, who provides um, health services for those who cannot afford or uh, health coverage or uninsured or whatever, and they do remarkable jobs. And I could go on with a variety of other not-for-profits. Mm -hmm. CASA would be another example that jumps out. Tri-City Family Services, uh, I agree. I think this 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 community cares so much, and it 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 just they it, it comes out all the time in volunteerism and sponsorships and events and programming that cuts uh, put on. I just think that we are so lucky, and sometimes it's hard to see the forest through the trees, but we are so lucky. Yeah, and I could probably again, you know, time constraints. I could just start listing things <laughs> and go on for five minutes. Yes. So I, I gave some examples. There's plenty more out there, and. Uh, God bless them all. Um, so we talked a little bit about your the, being the mayor, um, but what are talk to us about downtown. What are some of your favorite things about um, about St. Charles downtown? Well, St. First, Charles. first of all, maybe uh, whether I coin whether I coin this or not, I'm not sure. But I think uh, we're one of the more serious restaurant towns uh, in the suburbs. Yeah. If you're uh, a foodie, come on down. Uh, that's right. <laughs> that's exactly right. And and by the way. Uh, that's coming up, a restaurant week, mm -hmm. uh, pretty soon. 
But uh, so I would say to you that, uh, first of all, uh, the restaurants uh, do uh, provide us with a showcase for a variety of uh, offerings. Then we have three national historic sites downtown, right in the downtown area, the Hotel Baker, um, the uh, Arcata, and our uh, municipal center. So you've got history, and then you've got a variety of other historical buildings in the downtown area, which I think uh, sets us off from a lot of other communities. I had a mayor in east of us saying, I don't have a downtown. You're so lucky to have a downtown, and particularly the downtown that you have here in St. Charles. Um, and he said, I come out there all the time. Um, and he mentioned the fact that he was the Arcata all the time. So I would mention that. And then finally, you know, as the, as the poem says, a river runs through. Um, we have this mighty Fox River that runs through our town that uh, creates a riverfront and uh, uh, provides for some recreational amenities, but more importantly, just uh, sets off the beauty of downtown. Not to mention the fact that it, it, then if you leave downtown and go, go west or north or whatever, you get an open space. So um, our downtown is, uh, is something to behold and uh, probably why I've stayed here four decades. That's music to our ears. <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. I don't think you could have put that better. So, okay, in your opinion, how has downtown changed since you've been um, in office? Well, certainly First Street and uh, the uh, completion of phase, the phase from Main Street to Illinois is, is, is added. Uh, obviously, that was started long before I became mayor, and so hats off to Mayor Clint Cameron and Mayor DeWitt on that. But uh, we're in the process of trying to finish that first phase down there. So that, that certainly is um, something that I think stands out. I think another thing that stands out as far as I'm concerned in the last decade is, you know, when the recession hit in 08, we had a lot of empty storefronts. I'm not saying we don't have a one or two here or there, but I think we've done a nice job filling some of the, the blanks in as far as the storefronts are concerned in downtown. And uh, that's, uh, that's changed nicely as well. I'm looking forward to uh, the fact that we continue to grow, and that growth uh, uh, means uh, that uh, our friend uh, Donnie Wahlberg is going to open up a Wahlburgers on the, mm-hmm. and it's not downtown, but on the west side. But here in downtown, we're also going to see some development along the river, I would hope, once our new police station opens in West Central uh, Main Street. Uh, when that happens, it gives us an opportunity along the river, I think, to uh, uh, perhaps uh, provide some more choices for our citizenry as far as uh, uh, whatever it may be. And that's going to that's gonna be uh, people coming along and saying to the city council, I want to do this or I want to do this or I want to do this in this area along the river that at this point has been open space and a police department. So we'll see what happens when, when that time arrives. Uh, completion of the Shodin, um project on 38 and Randall, I mm-hmm. think, would be uh, another thing that uh, I look forward to see as completion of. That'll take a while, though. That's not going to happen overnight. He's just getting started out there, and uh, we'll see what happens there. But um, that did sit fallow for 15 years, so <laughs> I feel good about the fact that we've got something uh, in motion on the uh, west side over there. That's awesome. Yeah, I I think I had heard you previously say probably probably a year ago, but I I remember you saying that St. Charles we're on the cusp 
something something's brewing in St. Charles, and I it's always stuck with me for the last year or so that you know we're we've got a lot of good things coming. And um, I just I just thought that was really cool, and it kind of like I said sticks with me, and something I, I I think about every day when I'm you know in in the office and we're moving forward. Well, I'll forward. say one more thing to that point. Uh, you know, I keep pushing and pushing on this, and uh, we'll just see when uh, finally it, it may happen. But I, I, at least it's on my bucket list to see, uh, don't, when I say revival of the Arcata, I'm not talking about the fact that Ron does a great job there as a tenant in that building, uh, what, what he has. But the Arcata needs work. Uh, we deserve a, a building of that historical nature downtown to be in the same category like the Paramount and Aurora. And so uh, I would like to see uh, that building there become uh, a focal point in our downtown area as far as uh, theater is concerned. Uh, we also are blessed in the fact that we have a steel beam theater across the river. Uh, how, many, how many downtowns do you know they have live theater mm -hmm. uh, every week of, of the year just about, or at least the majority of the weeks? And so we're very blessed on, the, on that. And um, so I'm, I'm looking for that to be a, a possibility. And one other one that, you know, again, hasn't jump-started just yet, but uh, the sign's up, and we talk to the developer all the time, but uh, another, another bucket list thing is to see that Audi finally comes to St. Charles yeah. on the <laughs> west side there near Mercedes-Benz. But uh, once again, that becomes a development issue and, uh, uh, and making sure that the developer feels comfortable in uh, the, the deal, if you will. So, well, is there anything um, anything else that you're looking forward to downtown? I mean, you you summed it up really well, but is there anything else in particular that you're looking forward to? Well, uh, I think at the end of the day, uh, if we can if we can add to our downtown some new buildings and meld them in with the historic buildings we have, so that we have a nice blend of both, and we're able to provide. You were, said it earlier, the parking necessary so that, <laughs> so that people that people can come to our downtown, enjoy our downtown, live in our downtown, work in our downtown, and uh, have all the amenities that go along with a good downtown and be able to find a place to park their cars, their bikes, or whatever, and uh, enjoy it, uh, I think at the end of the day, that's the vision that I think uh, sits well with me, Jenna. Yeah. I like that vision. Yeah, it's exciting. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, that is all the questions that we have um, today. So, um, and that's all the time we have for the show. So we want to thank uh, Mayor Rogina for coming in today for all the work you do for St. Charles. And thank you to our listeners. And we hope to catch you next time on What's Up? Downtown.